Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, there's a crazy little shack beyond the track. No, it was much more than a, a coffee house. This is Tom Hayes with Blog Talk Radio, and uh, we have a great show today, another show about the Sugar Shack. Rudy Garino, I see you there. There you are. Okay, I see you there. Let me see. Are you there, Rudy? Yes, goodbye. And I'm a little disappointed in Eddie LeVette that twice he told me he was going to do the show, and I, he can't, I guess he can't get up in the morning for us. <laughs> What's he living in L.A., is he? I'm going to have to work on some other clients. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I was Well, I said to uh, to Billy Porter yesterday, uh, last week, that uh, we should book two uh, of the stars in case we have this problem where one doesn't show up. And even if both show up, they can play off each other. Right, right. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. That's what we'll do. Yeah, I'm so, going uh, to work on a couple next week. That's a great idea. We'll do two of them. And one doesn't show, then at least we got one. And two <laughs> don't show, then shut up. <laughs> good, thing, good thing they didn't pull us at the club, Rudy. <laughs> hey, yeah. okay, here we go. We got some fun yep. happening here. This might be Billy. This is Tom Hayes on Blog Talk Radio, The Sugar Shack with Rudy Garino. Who we got? Haji Akbar. Oh, is Haji? Yes. Hey, Haji, how are you, man? Oh, man, I'm here. I'm here, baby. I'm here. Okay, Rudy, do you remember Haji? He played, um, you played trumpet, right, Haji? Yeah, yeah I'm, the, I'm, I'm, the last, I'm the last living Esquire. Get on up, get away. You, you got the power of girls in the city. That was the first time I, I ever entered the doors of the Sugar Shack. That's right. And you played for Billy Womack, is that right? Bobby Womack, yeah. Bobby Womack. Lil Milton Campbell, James Brown. Yeah. Well, we're, we're honored to have you here. Rudy, you remember Haji? Ah, well, if he's one of the band members, uh, he might be uh, hot to... Was Mama, good. Who, 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 who
who created the resurgence of uh, Mayfield Parker, P.E. Ellis, uh, Fred Wesley, and myself, we are the JB All Stars. Wow. Well, that's, that's great. That's great. Uh, you got some stories of memories, great yes, sugar. Sir. Yes, sir. I sure do. Yes, sir. Hey, Haji, why don't you share a story with us? Tell us something you remember about the Sugar Shack. Well, we're talking about, what, 40 years ago? (laughs) Let me see. (laughs) That was so bad. Well, you know, one of the things we always talk about on the show, Haji, how beautiful the women were. you got to have a story about a woman. Yeah, there's one Portuguese woman. Well, well. Very well, I, I went there. Back, I went back there looking for her um, because um, we had gotten pretty close, um, but I, I never could find her. But those, those days, you know, with with with, with the Esquires, I was part of the band. You know, so we were all family. You know. Yeah. Hey, Haji, are you on a speakerphone? No, I'm on. Oh. No, no, I'm on my um, earphones. Oh, okay, then good. You sound much better right now. If you speak closer to the speaker, we'll be able to hear you a little better. Yeah, is this better? Yeah, I got that's better. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, those guys, they, they showed me the ropes in this show business thing, you know. All right, why don't you tell us something about traveling with James Brown that you remember? Oh, James, that was James Brown. I remember uh, the video, Living in America, playing the Radio City Music Hall. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm i not sure if, if, if James Brown did the Sugar Shack in the 80s. I remember the, we, went, we, came, we came to Boston a lot, but I don't remember if it was the Sugar Shack. I know we did Brown University. Um with James Brown, I'm not sure. Yeah, well, that was in the 70s that uh, James Brown was at the Sugar Shack. Oh, okay, that was before my time. That that was that was that, that trumpet player was was more right. likely Wayman Reed. Right, right. So, so what was it like to work for James? Oh man, I, I, the University of James Brown, baby, show business. You did from A to Z. <laughs> How to, how to develop your your own, um, how to be your own CEO. <laughs> Is that right? Yes, yes. It was a university, man. I mean, it's stuff that you couldn't get in, in the in the proper university. But this guy would issue it out, you know, and if you were listening, you'd pick up on it. Me, I was listening. <laughs> so he was, was he, he was a tough boss, yeah? He was hard? No, no he's not hard. He's not, if, he were, if he was taking care of business, you know, you know, he respected uh, business people who performed, you know, he respected yeah. that, you know, and uh, and he rewarded us for that kind of persona, you know. Great, great. So, so about um, so, how many times do you think you played at the Sugar Shack? Um, with the Esquires, about three or four times. Let me see, we did. Uh, get when get on when get on up uh, hit went go. Uh before it went go, after it went go, and then the the, the new um um uh, uh E P uh Girls in the City, You Got the Power. 
we came back again because those those songs became hits too, right? That's right. Yeah. Well, and give uh, us your, you know, everybody that we talked to about the Sugar Shack tells us how they remember how beautiful the club was, what the atmosphere was like. Um, do you remember meeting Rudy? Yes, man. But I remember, I was a teenager. I was like, I was like eighteen. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Yeah. So that must have been. Now compare that to other clubs you played. Oh man, uh, there's only one other club that 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 had that that put that uh, that features like that, like Rose. That was the Sing Supper Club in Milwaukee. Uh, with uh, uh, Georgie Bell and uh, uh, Frank Bellasteros, uh, you know, they, 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 uh, they were they were also patrons of the art. That's the only other place. Oh, I take that back. Caesars. Well, we played, we played Caesars a whole lot. <laughs> so, so we all, you know, we didn't have to go to other clubs to know that that was the best soul club in the world. No, not when you come to Boston, then. When you called me Boston, that was that was the place. That was the place to be. That was the place to go. That was the place to be. Anybody, right. now, somebody, anybody. So, so somebody. the so the headliners they wanted to play that club, right? Y- yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so, we're, we're tell all, us what was different from, about playing. Was the crowd? Was it the crowd? Was it uh, the way that the management? Was it the layout of the club? What was the uh, what uh, the fe- uh, what kind of feeling did you get there? Amen. Uh, you're telling people, you know, to us, to us, they were like patient century art. They helped preserve our heritage, man. You know, even though they were going through a lot of stuff, you know, with, with your, 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 your other, uh, what do you call it, stuff. <laughs> uh, they, 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 stuck, they stuck with it, man. They stuck with his art, man. Of course, it made, it made everybody money, but, you know, they, they, they had our backs, man. Back, you gave it your best there. Yeah, we gave it our best, man. We gave it our best. Yeah, well, it, the, I, certainly the crowd, the crowd always demanded the best, and they appreciated. I mean, you know, I, I'm an entertainer myself, and I know when the crowd's hot, we're hot. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Inspirational, man. Really inspirational, man. You yeah. Know, uh, great fun. You know, because you know. Yeah, with them, they protected. They, protect they kept us a lot from uh, away from a lot of a lot of the scenes, you know, because we were young. You know, we were under twenty-one years, and uh, you know, we, we couldn't we couldn't stray that far from them. You know? <laughs> yeah, right, you know? right, right, right. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. So, do you feel like? You know, after playing a club like that, it gave you, um, you know, a, a little more experience and a little more confidence when you uh, moved forward with your career? A lot more experience, man. A lot more confidence, man. You know, I mean, without without that kind of experience, uh, I, I'd just be another local, you know. You know, I would probably be doing something else by now, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Other than music, I'd probably be doing something else other than music, you know, because I mean, those guys, they're pictures, and they're spiders, man. You know, they gave us the encouraging words that we need, you know, to, you know, to create, you know, sound. You know what I'm saying? New sound. Oh, yeah. Well, that that was the amazing thing. Rudy, the, the acoustics in there were 
phenomenal. And we never talked about that yet on the show. Did you do anything special to make those kind of acoustics? Oh, this guy, Jeff Whalen, that uh, rigged up everything. He used to be the sound guy there. And uh, the light man. He put whatever he needed in uh, to make it great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was he, just... He did yeah, a it good was job. The inter- Right. It was the intimacy of that club. I mean, it was just so close to the stage, the way you laid it out. You know, it wasn't a, a deep room. It was a wide room. Right, right. It wasn't, it was long, and, uh, yeah, long. We shattered the stage right in the middle there. Brilliant. I mean, that was, I think, the most brilliant part of the thing is that, what do you think, there was maybe not more than 30 feet from any fan to, to you know, in the middle part there. Thirty feet from right. any fan to the uh, to the entertainers. Yeah, everybody was on top of one another, and we never had a problem. <laughs> I know it, and I think yeah. that's what uh, you know. That's what did it. You know, was yeah, was being yeah. so close to everybody. Yeah, I don't know. Al Green. Go ahead, Haji. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, right off the stage. Yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, oh wait a minute, here we go. I think we got. uh, I think Billy's finally joining us with Jerry. Billy, is this you? Yeah. Hey, Tom. I'm sitting here with uh, legendary nightclub mover uh, Jerry Maffeo, and we also have another guy, Bobby Barnett. He's coming to hang out at the Sugar Shack. Eddie B, Eddie, Eddie B, sorry, Eddie Barnett. Now, I'm going to introduce these guys and let them go at it. They're sitting here. We're sitting in the north end in front of the Golf Club Association, but I don't see no fucking golf club here. <laughs> I don't see no golf course. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, uh, uh, tell us some of your stories, guys. What do we got here? Go ahead, Joe. You go. I was just telling them about Fort's community. He brought him downstairs. He was one of our regular customers. So I says to him, how you doing, Butcher? He has that beautiful white uh, uh, suit on. He says, Jerry, I want you to meet my son, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear Jerry? Say it again for us, Billy. You want to meet his friend who? Pete. And what somebody says, his name was Fort's his nickname. So he introduced me to his son. His son's name was Pete. So there was Fox and Pete. I wonder if he had two feet. feet.
and they're doing a show down in Philly, August State, and I'll probably go. But uh, the Sugar Shack was a, a one of a kind. It'll never happen again. Easily, easily the greatest club ever in the history of Boston. Amazing. Nobody could touch the acts we had. And I say we, even though I didn't work there, I considered myself part of the family. Well, you were there every night. I was there every night. <laughs> it was Jerry, Carlo, Jimmy Lawrence, Rudy. They all treated me great. And Jerry's still a good friend. I see Imagine Jerry. that 50 years later, almost 50 years, these guys are still hanging around together. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Talk about uh, all the devotee. Loved it. Loved wow. it. You know, I you think you bring it. up a great, great point is that, you know, even though I never, I think I might have talked to, to Rudy once or twice, you know, going back and forth or whatever, and just said hello, but you felt like family there. You, 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 there was an ownership that you belonged as opposed to just being somebody who bought a ticket and, and had a show and then took off. You got to be familiar. I'll never forget coming down one night, and uh, we had been there like four nights in a row. <laughs> and the doorman uh, said to me, he said, hey, where are you from? And I could tell. I mean, being in Boston all my life, I could tell that he was from Medford. I just knew. I just knew by his stand. And I said, I'm from Medford. I lied. And he said, where? And I had to make, I said, I think I said Main Street or something. And he said, that's it. He says, you don't pay anymore. <laughs> and I never paid. Rudy, you don't. Have, you can fire him now, but he let me in after that. No, we, we always treated our guests with royalty. I mean, if they were regulars, uh, they used to push them in all the time. My brother yeah. was at the, uh, a long week. We had a, we had a, a fellow named that I was friends for years, Bobby Glenn. He yeah, used to yeah. with the door, and uh, they let everybody in that uh, they thought were regulars, you know? Yeah. And, and we only got a great talent. seat, too. You know, the, you those reserves, it said reserved, but it was reserved for, for the regulars. Yeah. There were no bad seats in the Sugar Shack. Exactly. Up front, right in your face. Now you don't get that anymore. You don't get that, that anymore. That, that's gone. It's unheard of. It's only thirty thousand plus stadiums, and to see that up front is just yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Ed. Uh, remember one time, I'm from Charlestown, which is part of Boston, and Charlestown is pretty white, and the Sugar Shack was pretty black as far as the crowd went. So I remember one time, well, possibly one of the greatest singing groups of all time was there, the Dells. Ooh, yeah. Oh, stick up. Sticker was downstairs at the bottom of the stairs, and I told a whole bunch of my friends from Charlestown, we're going to see and listen to the Dells. Meanwhile, I was always in the shack. Well, about 20 white guys started walking down the stairs, and we took a quick left to go in, and Jerry yelled out, who the hell are all these guys? Who are all these white guys coming in? And he said, shut the hell up. They're all friends of Eddie B's. And I mean, they had a ball. And, and that was probably the only time most of them guys ever went to the shack. And every once in a while, someone will still say to me, Eddie B, remember the night you took us into the shack and we saw that group, the Dells? Amazing. I bet you like we remember. We don't forget stuff like that. Amazing, amazing. Beautiful. It was tremendous. It really was. The place was just in a league of its own. In a league of it, its own. It was. You couldn't touch it, huh? I mean, no. It really. Wow. You know, they didn't just That's have... my daughter. That's my daughter. Open the window. That's your daughter? Oh, yeah. Right there. Nicole! Nicole! Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. They didn't just have an Eddie 
We're on the radio. They didn't just have the radio show from the Sugar Shack. The stylistics, the impressions, the OJs, the Manhattans, the big names. They had a lot of groups down there that may have only come one or two times, such as the Intrigues and the Intruders and the Jungle Singers. Staple Singers were there. The, the group thing was my thing, so I kind of remember that quite well. I remember seeing possibly like the second or third best group I ever saw in my life for choreography was a group out of Washington called the Unifics. They, they were, were tremendous. Yeah, they were I mean, the Court of Love they sang, and they, they were great. Amazing, amazing. You can actually go to the Facebook page with anybody who's listening. We have a lot of the old pictures up there. I found a picture yesterday of Rudy and Jerry in the office, and it looked like they were conducting business, and... Uh, Jerry standing there so cool, nonchalant, with his tie and shirt open. I think Jerry was a dancer back in the days, you know. It's funny you said that. There was actually a picture hanging up in Rudy's office of Jerry on the dance floor, and it was a little arrow pointing to Jerry saying, no dancing allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. You can see the pictures on Sugar Shack Radio, the Facebook page. Go by and check it out. (laughs) I was telling Billy I gotta, that I gotta I tell you, I gotta jump in here. This is Tom Hayes. Um, the, the, it was so great in there. I used to go in there with my fiance, and then she became my wife. And the camaraderie was so tight, so beautiful. And especially if people had seen you from week to week. And you know, we'd rap with you know, I mean, with the with the everybody in there. And one night, a bunch of the gals looked over and, and they recognized us, and they said. Uh, they just asked my girlfriend, wife, you know, we're going to take your man and we're going to teach him how to dance. <laughs> and about four of them brought me up and they taught me to dance. They taught me all the moves. And it was, it was just so refreshing. Now, fast forward to I got a couple of kids. We got a couple of kids. We go to the South Shore Music Circus to see the Four Tops and the Temptations. And in the yeah, and at the I'm about three rows back, and this is an experience so that we're going to show our kids what we've been talking about for all these years: the experience of the Sugar Shack to see the Four Tops and the Temptations. Well, they come into the they're looking for somebody to dance, and one of the Four Tops came down and grabbed me out of the audience, and the entire audience froze because they saw this guy with a, a wooden leg headed for the stage, a white man. I was going to be the only white man on the stage with, what, ten, ten black guys, professionals. And I, I did all the moves I learned at the Sugar Shack, and the place went crazy. <laughs> 2,000 people sure. looking at this white man dress, dancing like a black man. <laughs> And the irony was, I didn't know it, my my wooden leg was on the microphone cord. And uh, um, what was his name? Otis, uh, the, the lead singer of the, the uh, Four Tops, couldn't, couldn't move. Levi Stubbs. Yeah, see, Levi, that's right, Levi. Yeah. Levi couldn't move the microphone because I was standing on it and didn't know it. And he, oh, he when I started to make the moves, the the temps were like you know on the other side of the stage. They ran over, got, got, tapped the, t- the temps on the shoulder, and I pointed to me the, the way I was standing. You were there. I was there. You're kidding. I've seen the Temptations live one hundred and six times. 
Unbelievable. Wow. 106. You know, you talk about camaraderie. I worked with Jerry in the nightclub business for about 10 years, and that's just the way he ran a club. You were a family. We were all tight, all the doormen, and that's on until to this day. Jerry, uh, he holds your close to his heart, for sure. Yeah. So, Eddie, you actually saw that happen with me on the yes, stage? Yes, I did. Yep. <laughs> Amazing. I, first, time, wow. first time I ever saw the temps was at Brandeis University, April of 1965. And the last time I saw them, they were in town last October. Now, there's only one original member left. But if you've never seen the temps, you should still go and see them because they're still great. They still yeah. sound fantastic. Wow. Yep. Well, wow, that's amazing because Jerry. Yeah, great story. Jerry, well, Jerry, just a couple of weeks ago, I told him that we never had, never ever saw trouble in the Sugar Shop except one night. Never. And Jerry, I said, I never saw two guys removed from an audience so fast. And Jerry, remember, you told me that you were pissed because one of the guys got blood on your brand new white silk. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two hundred dollars white coat. That's a, that's a true story. That's amazing that you mentioned trouble. Picked them right out of the window wheelchair and everything. Huh? One time and only one time, I ever had a little bit of a problem. I was leaving the club one night just to go grab a coffee for some guys or whatever, and I'm you had to go up the stairs and then walk a little corridor to get to the street. So as I was walking a little corridor. This big guy, he really bumped into me. But me being the kind of guy that I am, I said, excuse me. And he said, what the hell do you mean, excuse me, Whitey? And I turned around, and I pointed my finger, and I said, you know what? If we both end up downstairs, you're the one that's going to be dead, not me. <laughs> he turned around. He went downstairs. I went and got the coffee. He came back. I never seen him again. But I told him, I said, if we end up downstairs, the both of us, you're the one that's going to be dead. He wasn't coming back up. He wasn't coming back up. That's, that's probably why he took off. <laughs> I haven't had a problem in my entire life. Uh, Ten years. Go huh? you you ahead, Jerry. I have to say something. Can you hear Jerry? Yeah, yeah I got him. Go ahead, Jerry. There was seven white people. Rudy, Gigolo, me, Bobby Glenn, Carlo, yeah. uh, Jimmy Lawrence, and Sticker. There was Sticker. There was 600, 700 black people in the right. place. No they respected us like we were gods. And we gave them the same respect. Respect back. back. Good, that's good. right. Good. That's, that's, that's about why they loved us. Harmony. There was a lot of harmony in the sugar shack. You know, it's it was that was the part, Rudy. That Rudy and Jerry, I got to tell you, that was the part that never ceased to amaze me. Every time I got in there, Again, you're just talking the numbers: five, six, seven hundred black people, seven, seven guys running the place, maybe, maybe twenty, thirty other white fans in the audience, and then never. <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> exactly. It was maybe ten of us, <laughs> ten of us, and we never, ever felt threatened. No, wow. never. The white shadows. No, that's true. That's true. I mean, I used to bring dates in every once in a while. I bring a friend of mine in every once in a while. I said, "You will never have a problem in here, yeah. ever." Yeah. Never did. That's that's my buddies that went with me, they loved it. Everybody just wanted to have a good time. Yeah, yeah. and that's what it was. And that's well, and I think too, was. Eddie, that when they were amazed, they had never been in a situation like that where they were, no, you know, no. Out, out, outnumbered. They were, the, they were the minority. Yeah. 
They were in a club that was a different culture. That's what, you know, Rudy and Jerry, what you created was a culture, man. That was that was a phenomenon. That was because of you and because of the the audience and because of the groups, it was a culture and a feeling that you couldn't get anywhere else in the world. Yeah. I mean, look at we're still talking about it today. Yeah, 50 years 40 later. Years, yeah. 45, 50 years yeah, later. Yeah, 50 years. You know? 2016, right? 50 years? Yeah. Yeah. close? 50 years. 50 yeah. years. Wow. Amazing. Seven, Jerry Sarah Oatman. Wow. I think the very first time I had gone, I think it was like late 69 or maybe mid-69, first group I ever saw was the five stair steps. But I knew who they were. From Chicago, I had you known about them. You want to know something? They had that little book. It would be All right. Yeah. I always thought that was the Jackson Five. Yeah, well, if you want, you're not the only one, Jerry. Other people did, too. Wow. Really? Wow. Really? Yeah. Uh, Rudy told me, no, there were the five stairs. Two of those, two of the wow. guys in that group are still in the record business. They're promo guys. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. One for Now, what was the, I remember the group's name. What was their song? Ooh, Ooh Child. Yeah. Yes, ooh, child, child, child. things wow. are going to yeah. get better. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, big hit for them. Where's Rudy? Rudy still with us? Yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 I'm being entertained today. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> hey, Rudy, seriously, doesn't it, you know, I, I, what I'm loving about this, these little shows we're having here is I feel like I'm back. I feel like I'm back in the place. I just feel I like it's a, it brings me back to a lot of memories, believe me when, I, when I'm telling. Uh, brings back a lot of memories, Jerry. Sure yeah, does. It sure does, does, Rudy. It's good to hear your voice, Rudy. Yeah, we just had a, a thing on the, my uh, Facebook, uh, Jay Harvey, who used to hang Jay around. The, yeah, yeah, he used to around the club and he posted something saying that when Jay, when, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jay Ray, Little, Charles, Ray Charles. When Ray Charles was there, he uh, he emceed the show, which he did, and uh, he also played chess with Ray Charles, and Ray Charles oh. told him, let's put the lights out and we'll make the game even. On the Facebook the other day, Jay Harvey, an old friend Jay of the great you know sugar. Was, Rudy, Jay Leno was our DJ for about a year when he was in Emerson. Imagine that, Jay Leno was the DJ there. The only guys he remembered was me, you, and Chigolo, and me because I bought him Hot Fun Sundays. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it was on the corner, right? Wow. Imagine that, Jay Leno was the DJ. Wow. His two bucks will get one one for you, one for me. Look where he is today. (laughs) Jay Leno. Amazing. Started at the Sugar Shack. And he mentioned it. He was at the the 25th anniversary of Cheers. And he asked uh, friends of mine, uh, the kid that owns the movie theater, he says, is Jerry Maffeo and uh, G. Joel and Rudy still around? Wow. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. That's well, so even cool. to this day, when I go see a live group, they always, you know, in Boston, that is, they always mention the Sugar Shack. Right. They'll always say, 
This is for everybody that remembers the Sugar Shack. You might remember the song. Every group, it doesn't matter who I see, they mention the shack. The place it was legendary. Yeah, yeah George Clinton does the same thing. When he yeah. does the show, he yeah. says, I got my start at the Sugar Shack. Yeah. He did. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And he went out. Looney tore him on. Looney him in there. <laughs> so we put That's him right. in the back room in the cave, and the people, there was uh, Lou Rawls there. Yeah. And the people would come down and pay for Lou Rawls to go see him. Wow. Amazing. Wow. Yeah, he got a He was nuts. Oh, wow. yeah, he wore a Pampers. Yeah, that was that. Bootsy Collins, he wore the Pampers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Amazing artist. Yeah. Wow. They had a great bass voice, too. Yeah. A guy named Grady. Real deep. He was really good. They had a big, big hit in 67, a song called I Want to Testify. That was a big hit for them. Wow. There's Amazing. another guy I called. I forgot his name. He had a big, big style, big fat guy. I forgot his name. Hey, you know who we didn't marry? White? Very white. Rudy <laughs> on the Tuesday told me, give, cut him off, give him the money, let him go home. We don't want this guy. He stinks, you know. <laughs> guy wound up one of the biggest stars. Right, right. one of the biggest stars. Measure that. You throw him out. Oh, <laughs> Did he ever come back again? Did he ever come back again? Did, did he ever come back again? Best he actually did come, come back, back again. again. He did. He played. He was the piano player for Love Unlimited. Wow. The three-girl group. Wow. Had a big song called Walking in the Rain with the One I Love. Wow. Yeah. 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 I remember that. Wow. Like it's the... Wow. So cool. So, so Eddie, what, uh, you know, you mentioned the Dells. I mean, and Rudy says it every week. He says there never was a bad act, and it was absolutely true. And it's never. hard. Never. Each of them never. had a feeling. So do you, do you, do, does any one group stand out above the rest? Do you, or do you feel like Rudy? Well, and, you know, I mean, you know, if you, if you want to just talk about, straight out four and five part vocal harmony. You you can't touch the Dells. They're one of the greatest oh. singing groups of all time. I mean, you know, and there's a lot of great groups. There's still groups around that sing well. Um, you know, Blue Magic is still together yeah, for the most part. And they're excellent. Right. But the Dells, they had it all. You had that false tenor lead with Johnny Carter. You had the basement with Chuck Boxdale. You had Marvin singing lead with that I like when people listen to uh, Teddy Pendergrass. I always feel sorry for the people that never listen to Marvin because that was Teddy's idol. Wow. You know, I got to tell you, you're absolutely right. Of all of the groups, and each one of them was spectacular. The thing that you, there was two things I couldn't forget. Eddie Levert coming up, leaving the stage. Remember he used to do that, leave the stage and sing I'm Missing You, a (laughs) cappella. Great song! Wow, and Great he would song. be sweating like sweating like you can't believe, and he'd just yeah. the whole place would be quiet, and the women would be screaming like they were having orgasms with him singing. Oh, I miss you more than every day. I miss you more and more in every way. I'm missing you, and I mean he felt yeah. it. But that remember when the Dells? He's still great. Oh, he's unbelievable. You remember when the Dells used to do "Stay in My Corner"? Yeah. yeah. I wish I had a penny every time I heard him sing it. Right. I'd be oh, rich. I know. <laughs> and and that when they would who were you saying who was the bass singer's name? You just said it. Chuck Boxdale. He would do that uh he would just hold that note. Yeah. And then and it would hold yeah. it for for it felt like two minutes. And it all go and and the place would go crazy. 
Yeah. And I think you're right. Of all of the groups and all of the things we saw, that to me, Eddie Levert going around doing that and the Dells singing Stay in My Corner with that last little part was, was the most dynamic well, thing I hold, remember. They would hold that note even on the recording. Because I yep. timed that years ago. They held that note for 23 seconds. Yep. Okay? And when they re-recorded it in 1980, he held it for 32 seconds. Unbelievable. <laughs> Tom. Tom, it's now, I'm, I'm looking at the artist list that we had here. It's it's unbelievable. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It is. The family stole. Oh my God! Wow. That's why, to me, there'll never be another club like the Shack because we had the entertainment week after week after week was unbelievable. I just wow. saw Tavares maybe two months ago down in the Vetford. They mentioned the Shack right away, and they started out as. Chubby and the, the Turnpikes. Turnpikes. Yep. You know? Chubby and the still, I want to tell you, they're still great. Yeah. They are excellent. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Mickey, you know, Mickey Vernon, that owns all, all the Stragers, he has them in ju- his, his body on 4th of July. Oh, did oh, this year? Two years in a row he had them. Okay. Wow. And he had some of the, the guys from he had the, the Intruders. Old Lovin and the Blue Notes. Yeah, they had the Intruders maybe seven, eight years ago, Jerry. They had the intruder. Yep. When Frankie Pizzarelli still owned it, he had the intruders. Because right. they called me up. Frankie called me up and invited me down to have dinner with them. I couldn't make dinner, but I went and saw the show, naturally. Amazing, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just, that was, for me, for someone like me who's really into the music, and again, I, I mentioned it before, I still sell records and buy records, always listening to the music. It was really, really a major thing in my life because... I got educated from it. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, without a doubt, you know, and I told Rudy a couple of weeks ago that one of the things I enjoyed the most was when the bands came out and warmed up. You never heard jazz oh, yeah. in, in, in R&B like you heard from those cats when they were warming up. That's right. All them bands were tight. Every one of them. Wow. Yeah. Joe Tex, his band was unbelievable. Right. Right. Oh, wow. my God, could they play. Wow. And they'd all, all the bands would do maybe a couple of three songs before the groups came. Oh, well, Curtis Mayfield when he came Curtis in. Mayfield. Oh, yeah. oh my wow. God. Curtis Mayfield. Yeah. Curtis Mayfield when he came in with the Lord of their names. The Impression. The Impression. Yeah. Frank Cash. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. You know, oh, oh, so... Okay, Eddie, if you were there, in, and not if, you were there all those times, and uh, I was there, yeah. I, I almost lived there. The, the night, one night, you, you, you'll remember this, one night the Dells were on, and there was a cat who hung around. I don't know if he was part of the Lords or what, but he always hung around. He had the most incredible alto voice. And every once in a while, one of the groups would hand him the microphone. And he would wail a little bit. One night, the Dells, during that stay in my corner, they handed him yeah. the microphone. And this kid took off, and they came out, and they grabbed the microphone from him and said, that's you enough of <laughs> If it wasn't one of the guys from the Nine Lords, it might have been one of the guys from the Indigos, which was a yeah. Boston group yeah. that had a hit called Far, Far Away. Around here, anyways. That guy could really sing too, and he could fight. But there was, there's been more good singers in Boston that people realize, yeah. you know. But if you didn't go to the shack, 
you weren't going to hear them. Wow. Right. Wow. And, uh, you know, and I, there was a few places um, up in Roxbury, Dorchester. The Carnival Lounge was one. I, I went a few times. There was another club over near Berkeley School of Music called 007 and Three Quarters. It was short-lived. I don't even think it was open for four months. But I saw a great group out of Philly there called the Ambassadors. But the shack was the place. There was no other place. It was no other place. <laughs> you know? There was no other place. I mean, we couldn't even... I'm going to tell you something. There had to be a thousand different groups while we were there. Wow. Oh, yeah, Jerry. I mean, we were there yeah. 11 years. Yeah, right. And seven nights a week. Not three or four nights a week. Seven nights a week. And... And we used to do a Sunday matinee mm. for wow. the kids. That's right. Two shows a night, yeah. a matinee. Today, they can't even get one show out of them. Yeah, yeah. They get 30 minutes out yeah, of Yeah, they're getting two, three, four hundred bucks a, a whack, yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Wow. Two bucks yeah, for a yeah. Coke. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> now two dollars for a Coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Twelve dollars <laughs> Rudy, please, Rudy. 
I need 300. I need 500. Mm-hmm. He never said no to anybody. Oh, he didn't. Never. Where did he get? He really never said no to anybody. Hey, guys, they're yeah. going to shut us off in a few seconds here. I This is just so much fun. Uh, I don't know if uh, I'm hoping Haji. Haji, are you still there, Haji? Yes, I'm still here. How can I not be? <laughs> okay, well, we want to thank you for calling in. Hey, man. And sharing your memories. I wouldn't miss this for the world. I'll tell you right now. Hey, Rudy. <laughs> God, God, hey, Rudy, Jerry, God bless you guys, man. I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, thank you. I, 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 I wouldn't have seen the world without you guys inspiring us, you know, and protecting us from from those, those outside elements, you know, that we that we had so much fear of. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. man, man. Well, thanks everybody on the show. I always love you guys. I always love you guys, man. Yeah, and I, you, I can, you can get on HajiAkbar.com to get his music. Haji Ak- It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.